Robert, Rob, Robbie, <laughs> or half dead looking father, whichever you prefer. <laughs> podcast where we hate spinnerbait but we love anytime a man calls a woman he's dating a genius we love it so much yeah it's adorable actually yeah um we stand <laughs> hi everyone it's me bethany um the resident thanksgiving girly big thanksgiving fan <laughs> and it's thanksgiving week so hi everyone happy thanksgiving with me as always is my fellow big thanksgiving girly Michael Ann, mm-hmm. Michael Ann, how are you today? This beautiful week of Thanksgiving, such delicious food, mm, yummy yum. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I will not be eating any Thanksgiving food this week. I'm so sorry, but um, it's just me and my husband, and you won't catch me making a turkey. Okay. Okay. Yes. I agree. Um. Also, my life is forever changed by this Kelsey. Travis Kelsey interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have to say, um, we are here to discuss Long for the Ride, the movie part two. Uh, we'll be finishing off discussing the movie, but just like last week, we don't have any chaos Thursday this week because God forsaken holiday of Thanksgiving Hopefully. falls on it. So we have to discuss some um, Travis and Taylor real quick. Mm-hmm. So hope you all don't mind. <laughs> so a delightful article came out today. Um, or I don't know if it was today. I'm pretty sure it was. I think so, yeah. Travis Kelsey was getting interviewed, and he talked about our girl. And my friend actually sent me the entire interview instead of just that People Magazine link that yeah. I posted in our stories. Yeah, yeah. And so it's even better than I thought, I honestly. saw some of the – I don't know if I saw the entire thing, but I saw some of the additional – snippets where he discussed taylor because of course you know the taylor swift instagram girlies have been posting it and he's so cute what a a little cutie (laughs) absolutely love right off the jump about how he says he's never dated anyone with her kind of like profile he's never dealt with this kind of level of fame but he's not running Mm -hmm. from it Mm -hmm. she he is like if she she's got this she's living with so much joy and i'm going to as well i love that part that was like maybe my favorite part honestly i was like yes this is what our girl needs yes this is what our girl needs like that song peace is not even relevant not even relevant in this relationship exactly yep um i'm good you have brought me peace it's fine i ain't worried about all this extra stuff it's whatever there you go Also, um, his mom does say that she was really embarrassed about that one interview she did where it seemed like she wasn't interested in Taylor Swift at all. She says, I was just trying to knock it over excited and it came off like I was unimpressed and that was not the case. Yes, that was it. So I love that. I don't know if you saw that interview, but she did fully act like, yeah, it was Um, taken. But yeah, I can see, I can see when they first started and she was like, I don't know what I am and am like not allowed to say being like, I'm just gonna and yeah and but of course i'm sure it could come off like the other way but now it's like we all know it's kind of we're all talking about it so we can all just like be excited about it now you know yes he calls her a genius she is a genius you're right sir i love him like being such a like swifty like i love that he was like excited for the 1989 part of the show yeah what a cutie. He's like, I can make a bad guy good for a weekend. That's a hell of a line. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Travis? You're right. It is. <laughs> he has a custom Rolls Royce. That's wild, y'all. That's insane. God, they're so rich. <laughs> like, I know they're so they're rich. So but, like, rich. They are so rich. They're so rich. It's absolutely wild. But yeah, it's adorable. We're so happy for their love. Um brief discussion of brazil this weekend kind of a sad sort of crazy weekend for for swifties um 
It looks like some things were not held super uh, handled super well at the stadium. Looks like, you know, mother had to be passing out waters people. Unfortunately, someone did pass away from heat exhaustion while trying to attend mm-hmm. uh, one of the concerts, which is just so sad. Um, absolutely heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was just so it was kind of a, a roller coaster of emotions this yeah. weekend because it was such a big deal. She was doing Brazil for like the first time ever. And I know so many people were so excited about it. Um, but I know they're going through a really bad heat wave and it's just, you really have to take that stuff. People get escorted out that were down, you know, um, on the floor and it wasn't even that hot. Like it was a warm show, but it wasn't what I would call like a very hot day. Um, just when you are not hydrating properly, when you are, um, packed in with that many people, like it's scary, like it can be scary stuff. And, um, obviously, unfortunately, it seems like there was some bad things. I'm really happy that they decided to postpone that second show where it's supposed to was supposed to be even warmer. Um, yesterday, I think the weather kind of wasn't as bad, thanks in a weird way because of the rain kind of cooled it down a little bit. Um, and the stadium started handing out water like they should have from the get go. And glad to see that she was able to perform and all the people that have been waiting years for her to come there were able to see her. Um, but yeah, health and safety obviously always comes first. So obviously a thousand percent understandable why they had to postpone that one show. Yeah. Yes. I, I cannot believe that somebody died. It was definitely negligence of the stadium. I heard they like banned water bottles Mm -hmm. or something. You could tell she was pissed the whole time. You could tell she was nothing but concerned during the show. Um, and Mm -hmm. she also Mm -hmm. almost passed out herself. You can see in a video, so whoa hot as fuck man i know it's so scary it's so scary scary. yeah it's it's hard to to do stuff like that which again being a born and raised florida gators fan um we kind of had to fight tooth and nail with the the tv because the determination of games y'all is if you're not aware i mean this should be pretty obvious but again if you're not in the inner workings of if you're not a big football girly it's all determined by tv right is all determined by who owns the contracts to certain games and and who wants to air your game that week and whatever and that determines what time your game is at okay and obviously at the beginning of the season we tend to play some cream puff teams so we didn't get prime time you know we're playing noon games a noon game in the beginning of september in florida is absolutely terrible like it's bad like people were and they did their best they had cooling stations they had free water that they would hand out they always let people bring in water bottles um, as long as they're empty, you know, to refill in the stadium. Um, when it's scary and people had to play mm-hmm. football games in that and it's scary temperatures. And so finally, years ago, our, our athletic director had to send pictures of fans like in rough shape at these games and was like, this is dangerous. Can you please get us night games for the first like week? It's too hot in this state to be playing at these hours. And they have. Thankfully, these last few years, they have given us seven o'clock start times. Um, because it's, you know, yeah, it can be very dangerous and I, you should never have to go to something you're looking forward to, like a football game or a concert and be like putting your life at risk, you right. know, so people yes. need to, the event staff and, you know, stuff like that need to be taking care of business there. Sorry to get weirdly preachy about that. <laughs> it's serious stuff. <laughs> no, I think it fits. I think it fits with, with the activities of this week. I, that was really scary. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. But love is love and we love everything going on with Taylor and Travis. But moving on, everyone. Moving on. That's been Taylor Swift Corner. Again, sorry, you're getting a little bit of chaos Thursday this week because we will be <laughs> off this Thursday. Um, hope you all enjoy time with your family. Sorry, we're not there to comfort you. But if you want, you can save this episode and listen to it on Thursday. What, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Okay, so along for the ride. Along for the ride. Great yeah. movie. We got about forty-five minutes in last week, and we're here. Much like how we watched it when we were together, we watched a little bit, and then Taylor Swift distracted us. Story of our lives, <laughs> and now we're here to discuss the rest of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We left off. Where did we leave off? What's happening in this scene here? Oh yes, they. Uh, Oh my God, what are their names? Auden and Oh my God, I've been making so many friendship bracelets for everyone in this book universe. Eli. Okay. Auden and Eli. They just went on their first date. Um, and 
they are in the back of the store and Maggie or they are in the store and Maggie's like, Eli's going to uh, cover the store so Adam can get us snacks. And Auden just like zones out because she's like, Eli, even his name. She's like, Eli, Eli, what? <laughs> I love that she incorporated snack bang. Yes. I'm, we said this when we watched it together. We're like, we are so happy that Snack Bang made the cut. It's what it deserves. It deserves yes. to make the movie. <laughs> yes. The next scene is Auden and Eli doing mini golf. Auden is all smiles. What a little cute. Yes. Yeah, they're pretty They're pretty swoony in this scene, which is cute. This is where they talk about the prom for the first time, correct? And yes. it's a little yep. different than the book. Obviously, she still basically says, like, oh, I got stood up, whatever. But she talks about the fact that, like, for her, it was about the dress. Like, she bought this dress and she really wanted to wear it. And she's, like, mm-hmm. not upset that she missed out on prom. But she's upset that you mi- she missed out on the, like, the opportunity to wear the dress. Which, like, girl, I feel that. And Eli's mm-hmm. like, well, if it's just about the dress. Like, kind of, like, calling her on her bluff a little bit. Like, because she's trying to act like it's not a big deal. And I think he can tell that, like, it is a little bit, you know. Like, prom's a big part of high school yeah and uh and so he's like well it's just about the dress like why don't you go you could go like skip brocks in air you could do this or you could do that and it's also just interesting that like in the movie they allude that like obviously she would just bring the dress with her which again in the book with the beach bash prom like she borrows something from Heidi but I like that in the movie she's just as like bringing her prom dress with her to Colby for the summer like, ooh, never know when this opportunity may arise to wear it. Honestly, I love that. Uh, same. Same. And, like, prom dresses that girls wear these days, like, you could just wear, like, to do other things. Like, it could, you could find an, uh, an occasion to wear it in the I know. The They're so casual. Yeah. Very cash. Not, not the things we were wearing back in our day. You wouldn't just wear that to anything. I mean, you should. Wear what you want, people. Whatever sparks joy. So at this uh, golf mini golf scene, we also get the first hint that Eli is kind of like hiding something that he has like mm-hmm. some sort of regret um, in his life. And we don't know what it is yet. I also love that Auden's like, can I keep the pencil and the scorecard? <laughs> Just in case. For the memories. For the memories. Uh mini golf is like such a great like that is just so summertime to me like it's just a perfect especially in like a little beach town like that Mm -hmm. so great again there is some really great things that you can do in a visual medium that you just can't capture in a book form and I think this is a pro to the movie is like being able to like see these locations you know do things like oh what if we put them in mini golf that could be one of the things they do on their quest and it's like oh yeah like that's perfect so this is the scene. This is a scene that bugs me. Mm, hit me with it. It's raining out. Auden is in the office. And Maggie comes in and is like, we need the ponchos. Um, Auden pulls out a poncho. It's hot pink. And she's like, these are awful. <laughs> and Maggie says, you know, when you say it, things like that, it seems like you're talking for everybody, but you're only talking for yourself. And that was clunky and messy, and I think that could have been done better. That that line really takes me out of it yeah. for a minute because I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I like the gist of it. Like what they're trying to get at is I like, but the execution of it could have been better. <laughs> yes. Like there, there's definitely a better way to yes, word that yes. than the way that they like worded it in this scene. But I get what she's saying, and I think that's a very valid right. point. And, like, some people need to, like, stop before they think and say something because it's, like, you're stating your opinion, not, like, yeah. you're not speaking on behalf of all of us, just so we're clear here, you know? Um, so, yeah, good point. And Auden does need to be yeah. called out on that, but could have been, yeah. Oh, for the, sure. The execution of the line is just not the best here. I love how mom is just standing here mm-hmm. holding, like, a zebra print bedazzled pink bikini it's like out of all the that's bikinis. the one she was drawn to yeah mom can't state enough we said it last week but like just annie mcdowell absolutely perfect casting these next few scenes are pretty like you know pretty straight out of the book when she's all perfect. like do you know of any dining establishments around here and then of course anna had a place with like you know wine and a tablecloth and whatever which is like what happens in the book when she 
recommends Last Chance and her mom kind of like is snooty about it. I mean, I just think it's such a good and I like that like you don't even have to say that. Yes. Like this is a good another I'm gonna give the movie props for this. Like she's like, No anywhere good and she's like, I know a place with good onion rings and then you cut to a scene and they're in like clearly not a place that would serve good onion rings. And I like that that doesn't have to be stated. Like that's a good like show don't tell moment. Um, which is something that again a visual medium can get away with. And yes. when you're in the book, you kinda have mm-hmm. to like explain that they end up somewhere else, you know? But in this you're just like, Nope, we're gonna cut to them at a place with a tablecloth and you immediately know that they did not end up at the place that Auden suggested. One hundred percent. Her mom talks mad shit here about Yes. Heidi and <laughs> uh scary looking guy. <laughs> What's his name? Uh Rob. Mm, Rob. Right. Robert, Rob, Robbie, <laughs> or half dead looking father, whichever you prefer. I am zombie dad. Blown away by what he looks like in this movie. I will never get over it, I don't think. <laughs> Seriously, did they like try to do some color correcting, but only on him and they made it worse? I'm, so, I'm baffled. <laughs> she says here, your classmates from DeFreeze are not spending the summer hawking thongs <laughs> and doing keg stands but i have to tell you they might be oh, they might be actually might i'm be. gonna assume uh people that are about to go to college that's 100 percent what they're doing <laughs> also just the phrase hawking thongs is very funny i want that on a bumper sticker hawking thongs <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's great so after this god-awful lunch, uh, Auden's sitting on the beach. Maggie comes up and sits with her, um, tells her she's going to defreeze. This is when she's like, yeah, I know who your mom is. She's iconic or whatever. And they kind of form, they solidify their friendship in this scene. Yeah. Very much yeah. like the book. Yeah, this is a good Auden-Maggie moment. This is where they like, yeah, like you said, officially solidify their friendship. And this is pretty... It's pretty true to the book, this bit, I would say. Oh, and then we go to the bike, <gasps> bike area. area. We love it. We love a bike area. Can we get a friendship bracelet that says bike area? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> that, one's for the, that one's for me. That's for me and me alone pretty much, but I'd wear it proudly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love how they're watching Maggie get ready and she has these guys helping her. And Auden's like, does everybody have two little assistants that help them get dressed they're like nope (laughs) yes that is that's a good that line makes me laugh every time i watch this movie Mm -hmm. that's some good comedy i I enjoy that that's a that's a winner for me thank you so much long for the ride movie (laughs) (laughs) leah says i never get to go to tally ho yeah i do like the no 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 to tally ho it's an iconic bit of the novel and yeah i'm glad that that it's a through line of the movie as well Maggie crushes it on her BMX bike. Avi. Adam is like standing her. He's like, I love her. It's like, oh, you do. I love Adam's little crush on Maggie. I, I, I mean, a little sad that we don't get it explored as much in the movie. Didn't suspect that we would because, again, movie. Got to gotta condense. But it's yeah. such an adorable subplot of the book that I'm glad that at least kind of gets alluded to in the movie. So respect. What's your snack profile? So – difference in the movie she doesn't pick up cupcakes at the gas mm-hmm. grow she picks up an apple pie yeah which slaps honestly 10 yeah. out of 10 yeah i would i would also pick one of those up from a gas station so i respect that i think more than the little chocolate cupcake my bobbers now i don't like a cupcake yeah, but sure. i don't like like a a snack cake cupcake you know what i mean like i want i want like a real cupcake mm-hmm I do like a snack cake. Same. But like but I, not the cut like not what are those called? Little like chocolate cupcakes that have like the cream filling. Those are not my favorite. But I like like a zebra cake. Those are fire. And like the little Christmas tree cakes that they have right now. Like those are the ones I like. I don't like those little uh, I see what you're saying. They have a name, but I can't think of it. Swirly doos. Yeah, exactly. The ones you you know with the little swirly on it. Yeah. I like the swirly doos myself. You like the swirly doos? I respect that. I, just I do. The, the cream filling of that one doesn't do it for me, and I don't know why that is. I understand. I can't eat jelly donuts. I enjoy a little Debbie for sure, 
for sure, for sure. I can get down mm-hmm. with a little Debbie. Man, the Christmas tree ones right now. Mm. Fire. Yes. My favorite time of season for a snack cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So then they're in the car and they start singing a Santa Gold song together that yes. I've never heard. I yes. don't know how popular Santa Gold would is. be with teenagers. Uh, you know, this movie came out very fairly recently. So I'm like, I don't know if the, if the the Gen Alphas and the Gen Zs would know this song. But yeah, like they're like, Oh and you DJ and they put it on, they're all like, Yes and I'm like I, I don't know that, that these four girls would I don't know. all know this song. But the movie tells me they do. So I'm going to run with it. <laughs> I'm going to look up when it came out. Yeah. I mean, it's a bop. It is a bop. It came out in 2008. Yeah. So this is I like. I don't think these girls are like jamming out to this song. <laughs> they're like, this is from our. We, we were children when this came out and we loved it. We're weird little babies. Um, I mean, I guess I do listen to songs from like the '90s when I was a wee little youth. So, but yeah. I just like they were like mainstream popular songs. This was not a mainstream popular song from when these girls were children. So, they'd all have no, the same they, like hipster taste. <laughs> yeah, they are very unique. Yeah, I love how they randomly have East Europeans. I think. At the beginning when we started reading, or at some point I was like, are the Eastern Europeans a real thing <laughs> in the book? And they were not. Yeah, were this they? is this no. is a just along for the ride movie edition. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I do, I, it is one of the things I find funny is that Jake is just macking on these Eastern Europeans for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's it's a good little bit of comedy. I don't know where it comes from, I, but it's, yeah, it is funny. Um, so yeah, they're at this little party. Esther's singing her little song. And during our interview with Miss Dessen, she said that she chose that song mm-hmm. for Esther to sing. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Yes, adorable. Makes my heart happy. I do love the joke about this. And like Auden's like, oh, wow, she's really good. And Maggie's like, yeah, but this is the same song she does at every party. Like, she's good the first time you hear her, and then you're like, okay, we get it. <laughs> and that is so true. Though. Like, if if you have ever been to a party where someone breaks out an acoustic guitar, let me tell you, they know the same one or two songs, and that's all you're ever going to hear at every party. And you're like, okay, we get it. I don't think I ever saw an acoustic guitar person at a party, and I'm blessed beyond belief that that's the case. I am truly jealous of you right now it was a state well first of all my grandpa growing up used to always bring out like him and his buddies and they knew literally the same three songs and that's what you would always hear <laughs> and you're like oh god we've reached that portion of the evening um so growing up i had to deal with it and then yeah when i got to college i mean Gainesville's a pretty like hipstery artsy fartsy town so oh you best believe somebody Mm. was pulling out an acoustic guitar at every party and they were like i'm gonna be the next tom petty and you're like you certainly are not (laughs) sir put it away incorrect (laughs) incorrect (laughs) move along this is why maggie tells um auden about abe yes She's like, Eli doesn't do anything anymore, but now he hangs out with you, and we were all surprised. Yes, big, big. Again, this is pretty true to the, well, we don't have the whole, like, ex-girlfriend bit. We don't have that subplot, which, again, I understand that being cut, because just to condense the story. Um, So we don't have that, but it is pretty true to the book that they're, like, at the party, and then she gets to explain to her um, and how she kind of finds that out. So they changed up a little bit, but yeah, pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. I like it. They did it well. Yeah, I think so. And then in the next scene, they're watching The Princess Bride, which is a retro movie for me as a 31 year old. Mm-hmm. So I cannot imagine yes. what they're thinking. It's it would definitely be an oldie, an oldie but a goodie for them. Yeah, I just it's crazy to me because I. Like, think about, like, my nieces and nephews and stuff and the movies I'm excited to show them are all movies that I was excited to watch when I was little. But, yeah, even when I was little, yeah. they were pretty old. 
So I'm always like, wow, what's this, <laughs> what's this going to be like? Um, but I like the fact that like, like Eli is like, oh, I love this part, whatever. But he doesn't do the thing, which drives me crazy, where, you know, people our age are, are obviously writing these screenplays and stuff, like making these movies, if, if, sometimes even older than us, right? And it's like they don't know how teenagers actually talk. And so when they're re- referencing an old movie, they're like, well, they're a teenager and it's an old movie. So you have things like in, what is it? Captain America Civil War. It's a line that drives me crazy every time when Spider-Man's like, have you ever seen that really old movie Star Wars? No. Nobody talks like that. Everyone, you are born into this world knowing what Star Wars is. Like, you wouldn't reference it as that really old movie Star Wars. You would just say Star Wars because it's just like such a cultural staple of life, you know? Um, so I'd like to give mad props to Along for the Ride here for not falling into that tra- that trap of being like, this is a really old movie and these are teenagers, so we need to establish that. And it's like, no, they have the internet. Like, they, we all know about right. these things, you know? I mean, we do and we don't. I said something today at work about, because, you know, the big season six of The Crown has yes. just come out. And so I was um, leaving. We ran out for lunch today at work. And when we were leaving work, someone in the car was like, oh, I can't like get my seatbelt in. Like go, like, go ahead. You know, I won't die. Like joking around. And I go, I don't know, man. I'm a little traumatized right now. I just rewatched Princess Diana get in a car wreck. Oh. And I'm just saying if they were wearing seatbelts, maybe it would have been a different story. And so she's like, oh, you're right. And of course, one of the people in the car with me is like a wee little child. And she's like, what? And I go, before your time. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, how do you not know about Princess Diana? I know. What (laughs) What are your parents teaching you? Nothing, apparently. Yeah. Like, I understand you weren't alive yet. Like, I was like, we were very small children when it happened. But like, it's just such a like, she was such an iconic person. Like, how do you not know of her? I was like, what? Do you really not know Princess Diana? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I <laughs> have not. So I really loved The Crown, but I haven't watched it since they cast that really good-looking guy as Prince Charles. <laughs> I will say, yes, he is still too good-looking for Prince Charles, but, like, the way they do his, like, hair and makeup and make him wear those, like, dowdy clothes, and then he has to, like, sound like a whiny Prince Charles – he doesn't come off as attractive as he is in real life. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, now, a lot of people have been criticizing this season because they're saying they are softening Charles, which they think is probably because now that he's king, like Peter Morgan's like, I don't want to be yeah. too mean to him. But I don't – I would say like maybe in one episode I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't think Prince Charles like was really that emotional about it or whatever. But other than that, like I don't think he comes off great. I still think he kind of comes off as like – so i don't know but maybe that's just my like bias shines so through that even when they're like trying to make him sympathetic i'm like what a tool honestly though he like this is a tool i mean i know he's like the king and whatever but like ugh, gross but an absolute great a tool is what he is but yeah i think like the first i mean only the first four episodes have been released of this season and the rest is gonna be released in december but i think in the first couple episodes he's like his normal schmarmy only cares about his self only cares about camilla like self so i was like i don't know i still think it kind of seems like a tool but i guess maybe they may have softened his edges a little bit for the episodes that are like dealing directly with her passing so yeah i'm gonna give i'm gonna give the, the people saying that that one but it has been it's good it's really good and the actress who plays diana of like this era like last season and and this season is phenomenal like i think she does such a great job with the part um which is really saying something because i thought the person that they had before was really good for like you know younger diana like getting married age diana but like 30s diana she's great she's Mm -hmm. phenomenal oh yeah okay i need to watch it i need to watch it you're selling me and this has been my small <laughs> so my small review of the crown hopefully i've convinced at least michael and to watch it um hope y'all enjoyed that little side you're tangent. welcome <laughs> um we're not making it to the end of this movie in this episode <laughs> why am i not surprised <laughs> like there's no way like we have gone from 45 minutes to 57 minutes <laughs> Guys, we're so creative. <laughs> so we're not really crushing uh, it well, here. Yeah. 
We're not crushing it. Okay, so good news, everyone. <laughs> I have bad news <laughs> and good news. Bad news, we will not be finishing along for the ride the movie this week. Good news is you get a, a you get to talk about it a little bit. If you have any thoughts and feelings on how dead Robert looks or how cute of a cutie Eli is, you get to squeal about it for one more week with us. Yes. You're welcome. We're, but by the end of November, we'll be done with Along for the Ride. Yeah. We'll start December with what happened to Quebec. We're, we're, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, schedule? Schedule. Auden watches videos of Eli and Abe. This is another thing that I like about the movies you kind of feel like you get to know Abe a little bit better than in the book because you do get to like see little videos yeah. of him and stuff and you're like oh Abe did seem like a guy not like I'm saying obviously in the book you get a good feeling of who he was as a person and he seemed like a good guy but it's nice nice to kind of get to know him a little bit in the movie yeah the next scene Heidi and the baby are struggling and she's like, hey, Robert, can you help me so I can shower or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to take Auden out to lunch because you said we have to spend more time together, which is <laughs> also from the book, but doesn't hit quite as hard because you don't hear their fight when they're fighting about it. Yeah. Yeah, this petty freaking a-hole. Ugh. He still looks dead. He's in sunlight. <laughs> I just can't take it. They're out there eating shrimp on the dock and he still looks like death. Yeah, like he looks like a reanimated corpse. And no disrespect to the actor, but yes. oh my God. Absolutely no shade to you, Dermot Moroni. Sorry. <laughs> also, this is where he gives Auden his book to like edit and provide notes. Yes. Um. Which is like, damn, dad, that's rude as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He does not come off. I mean, he never comes off well, but ooh, this scene is cringy. Like, at first, it's like, yeah. he kind of seems to want to bond with his daughter. And he's like, it'd mean a lot for me if you read it. And then he basically is like, hey, can you do free labor for me? Like, can you edit and give right. me, like, you're asking for free labor from your daughter. And that's terrible, especially because you know that she's inclined to do it because she's desperate for a relationship with you yeah she's like i have no desire to read this she kind of tosses it we love that yeah i do like the scene of her tossing it it's pretty pretty iconic maggie's like my dad wants me to go fishing with him and she's like my dad would use me as bait <laughs> facts 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 then we get our first uh Auden is there for the dance party they're playing Troy Savon, but the girls are dancing to something else is all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we watched that scene, we're like, there's no way they knew what song was playing here. They're listening to something completely different or potentially nothing at all, but it's definitely not the song that is playing in this scene. Not at all. Oh, also, speaking of this, uh, us going over the music in this movie yes. and whatnot, the other day... Did I say this to you last week? I apologize if I, if I did. Wait, no, I'm having a deja vu. <laughs> Just edit all this out. <laughs> okay, First of all, I can't talk. Second of all, I'm about to make a point that I already made on literally our last episode. So we're just going to move along. <laughs> oh my God. What was it? Oh, you I didn't sleep super well. I was, like, I was just going to say. Remember, so when I was rewatching Laguna, I was like, oh, my God, I because like certain songs look on and I'd be like, oh, hells yeah. And then I was like, remember when you used to watch it on actual like MTV and they'd put on the bottom like the song and, you know, whatever, like the artist and the song would be like now playing um, like on each episode of like any of their like reality TV shows like they did with Laguna. They did with the, he the heels, the hills, um, go heels, go America. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure I made this point. Literally on the episode we discussed Laguna Beach. But all I'm saying is I miss that. And I kind of wish that like all streaming movies would do it because like i don't want to wait to the credits sometimes and yeah. try to figure out what is in like tell me right then and there like hey now playing this is the song and you're like wow it's a great song i can go download this after i watch this movie you know i don't want it to happen like when i'm in a movie theater you know um because that would right. like, distract me on the big screen take me out of it but like if you're like snuggled up on your couch watching netflix i think netflix should just tell me what song is playing 
Yeah, that would be a good idea, honestly. And you did not make that point last week, I don't think. Unless... Did I? Okay. (laughs) Unless I'm having like some sort of memory lapse, but no, I don't think so. I talked about it with Mike, and then I was like, oh, I only talked about it with Mike. And then as I started saying it, I was like, no, I must have brought it up on the (laughs) podcast too, and now I'm about to make the same point all over again. Um, So if I didn't make that point, then you can keep it (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) You definitely didn't. They go trespassing as one of their things. They trespass onto a lighthouse. And then he's like, how about we go night swimming? And nobody should go night swimming in the ocean. Ever. What's wrong with you? Ever, ever. That's so Mm -hmm. dangerous. (laughs) That's a safety hazard, my friends. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, Auden nopes out of that one, which I have to give her 100% agreed on that. Yeah. This is when he brings up, I don't know if this is the first time he's brought it up or like, I can't remember, but this is when he's like, if you want to learn how to ride a bike, like I'll teach you. No worries. And typical stubborn Auburn, 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 Auden is like, (laughs) I know how to ride a bike. What are you talking about? Like everybody knows how to ride a bike. (laughs) She's like, of course I do. (laughs) And this is when Eli tells us. Girlfriend. His dream was to move to Barcelona to do BMX professionally, which is... Yeah, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely different from the book. I don't... Like, some of these things, I'm like, I would love to sit there and, like, pick the screenwriter's brain and be like, what made you decide to change that? Because it's not like, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess... Do you think it just, like, works better, like, that yeah. he, like, had this dream and he didn't go after it instead of being, like, oh, he's going to go back to BMX riding only to retire so then he can go to college? Like, I guess right. that's, like, too much to explain in a two-hour movie. Right. So you're just, like, his friend passed away and he gave up on his dream to move to Barcelona. It's easier to explain. Yeah. Also, I think it's in the Lord's year – when did this come out? 2021? Yeah. In the Lord's year 2021, a teenager is going to have way more success BMXing and putting videos up on YouTube than he is going to college. Mm. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of kids these days would be like, actually, I'm just going to be a YouTuber or I'm going to do this thing and yeah. not go to school because then I won't have like student loan debt and I'll probably make way more money this way. So, yeah, that's true. I think yeah. like this generation, that wouldn't be a weird thing to do. Yeah. People are finding alternate solutions to college nowadays, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, Auden wakes up smiling. She's so excited. Aww, our girls in love. We get a little montage. Here she is dancing with the girls, writing in her journal at 326 in the morning. And then... Eli and Auden are running through a store. She is in a cart. And the employee starts chasing them, saying, Yes. What are you kids doing? Get off my lawn. That kind of energy. (laughs) Get off my lawn, you crazy kids. (laughs) (laughs) So they run outside in the cart. They're going, going, going in the parking lot. And what happens? Uh, uh, Eli hits like a... It looks like a piece of wood. And they fall. And yeah. little PTSD boy gets real nervous thinking that Auden is hurt. But Auden's just like laughing. Yes. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Our boy has Eli. trauma and it's heartbreaking. This is a really good scene. This is a yeah. good added scene. A good way of like showing what Eli is dealing with. Um, And I really like it. This is, yeah. I just like yeah. want to give him a hug. I want to wrap him up in a warm blankie and give him a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't get, you can't possibly get all of the internal monologue, etc., that you do in a book. So it's nice to, mm-hmm. like, it really does sum it up really well in this little yes. scene. Yeah. And such a quick little scene, like mm-hmm. you, you get it, you know, and that's impressive. Yes. Um, so then she walks into uh, Clementine's and they're like, give us the deets on you and Eli. She's like, well, ladies, 
What, why, whatever do you mean? <laughs> and then this is when they're like, hey, girl, we're throwing an HDP tomorrow, hot dog party. You've got to get Eli to come. We will yeah. love it. Auden has a realization here. I think I pull push some people away and come off as intense sometimes. All the girls laugh. They're like, yeah, obviously. Obvi. <laughs> I like, nailed it. Yep. <laughs> So Auden's like, hey, Eli, do you want to go to this hot dog party? And he gets real weird. And he's like, nope, I don't. And then he kind of kicks her out. And he's mm -hmm. like, you're offering me pity friendship. This is when they get into the, <laughs> like, you know about Abe thing, fight. You're treating me differently. Yeah. Yeah. Argument. I liked you because you didn't know. Yeah. And she's all like, oh, gosh, awkward. I really stepped into this. I thought, oh, God. No. Also, like, I'm sorry, Eli, <laughs> but you can't have a relationship yeah. with somebody without them knowing. Yes. And I just think, like, Auden was put in a really uncomfortable situation where she knew this really, really big thing about him. And she's, like, waiting for him. She's kind of, like, been like, oh, are you going to tell me about this? Because how do you, like, not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, obviously, you don't want to, like, bring it up without them being ready for it. But, you know, he should be able to talk about that on his own terms. But it's, I think it's just a really hard thing for her to know and not be able to talk to him about. Um, but, yeah, Eli. Eli, my dude. I know you're processing yeah. some trauma. But, like, yeah, if you're going to be friends with someone, if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, they got to know all all the, the pieces of you, sometimes even when they're not pretty. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Eli, our poor little trauma baby. I know. I feel for him. I feel for him. I also think Autumn could have gone better about it, but she's a teenage girl, and it's a really heavy thing she has learned yeah. about someone that she started to care for. Yeah. And I think that there's like, yeah, like I said, she was just put in a weird position. There's not a, an easy way to bring up that subject. No, not at all. The next scene is Auden ignoring all the voicemails she has from her mom. And then it's the 4th of July. <laughs> Heidi looks amazing. She does. And she just really loves the 4th of July. And that's adorable. We love her for that. She's picked out something for Auden to wear, which is so cute. And then also Auden is like, hi, have you met your, yes. your stepdaughter Auden? Like, what makes you think I want like a themed outfit for the 4th of July? Great little scene. Adorable Heidi moment and an equally like funny moment for Auden. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, do you want to borrow something festive? No. And Auden's like, no. I'm your stepdaughter. And then Heidi's like, oh, something's already on the bed for you. So, oops. And it is this cute little bikini. Too bad. And she does wear it, though. She does. Of course. Yes, Heidi. Yes, Auden. We love. We do. We do. All the girls look so cute. Leah is killing it, per usual, at this hot dog party. Yes. Yes. Esther's like... Uh, she's only texting me in haikus. <laughs> so she says, meet, I'm a vegan. Don't your friends shave their armpits? My AC works fine. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I think it's obvious. I don't think she's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's quirky. <laughs> so they're at the hot dog party. They're hanging out on the porch. Um they're talking about the bike shop. They're thinking about bike shop names, which I think it's so funny that they're like, oh, well, we have to read in the, bu the bike shop. The sign fell down. Yeah, you're like, that's a bit of a reach of a reason. Yeah. But like, all right, that's what y'all are feeling. And then who walks in? <gasps> Eli. Everyone goes quiet. It gets real awkward real quick. <laughs> <clears throat> Everyone gets real strange. And this is why he doesn't want to hang out with y'all because you're weird. Like, don't be weird about it. Exactly. And he tries to make a chill. He's like, oh, this is a pretty lame party. And everyone's still like so weird. So what does Auden do? She walks up and she's like, you're late. There's a penalty. And the penalty is she puts potato salad on his face. And then he dumps beans on her head. Yeah. And a food fight ensues. Yeah. And it's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely. I am very grossed out about it. I'm at least happy they did it on the deck. And not yeah. inside the house. You could kind of like spray down the deck, but it's still real gross. Um, but very accurate to the book. This does pretty much play out like this in the book. And then they all go for a night swim, which we just yes. said earlier, don't do. But at least they're in a group. 
Yeah, still dangerous in my opinion, but very adorable scene. They get a little smoochy smooch. Yes. There's the literal fireworks going on since the 4th of July. There's metaphorical fireworks happening. Young love. It's beautiful. And then they all cuddle together in a way that never happens in real life and only happens in movies or One Tree Hill promotional uh, photo shoots. Um <laughs> I don't know why it's such a thing <laughs> for coming of age stories. Uh, they'd like to just be like, what if we had the entire young, hot cast lay on top of each other? And it's like, no one in the history of ever has done that, but it makes for a cool looking shot. So I'll give them that. Like I can't even imagine my friends growing up, like hugging me for any length of time. We're definitely not all laying on the beach. Well, together. You're also from Boston. <laughs> I'm going to cuddle on the beach together. Um, I'm not from Boston, so me and my girlfriends did hug each other and stuff. We would share a bed during a sleepover, but we oh, did yeah. not all, like, after a 4th of July firework party where we all, like, let's all go lay on top of each Never. Never in my life have I done that, nor will I ever. So, sorry, movies, but you got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. We would share a bed, too. Me and my gals. Yeah. Gals, you gal tales. I'm actually trying to imagine me having a sleepover as a kid, and I literally can't. You're like, do I? Don't have any picture of sleepover that I had. Uh, yeah, I I was part of many a sleepover, like a good, like a good sleeping over. I love how like back in the day, it's like you pretty much had to, or you had to go home at like 7 p.m. So you're like, <laughs> well. Don't want the fun to stop. So <laughs> I was definitely the kid that was crying at like midnight asking my parents to come pick me up though all the time. When it actually mm. came to sleeping, I was I like, wanna I want to sleep in my bed. I don't yeah. want to sleep at this stranger's house. You're like, I want to be in my bed. God damn it. Yeah. I'm like, That's fair. I get that. I feel like growing up, there was, I, you know, I wasn't just sleeping at other people's houses willy-nilly but there were definitely like a few close friends that I was like yes I am into this you know what is interesting too is I and maybe this like makes me a good traveler to this day I don't know why um it's probably actually has no correlation but I was always the one sleeping over at the other person's house I really very rarely recall people sleeping over at mine which is interesting yes but yeah I it never really faced much. I mean, I went to Savannah for 24 hours and I tried to drive home that night. So I still clearly have problems with leaving my <laughs> leaving my little You're comfort like, I still bubble. clearly just want to be at my bed. <laughs> and now you don't have to call your parents at midnight. You, yeah. You're the adult. You get to decide where you want to go or not. <laughs> and I stayed, everybody. She did stay, just so everyone's clear. <laughs> I am a little weird. because my mother, who is an adult, was like, I think you should like, so, so my parents, my mom, hi, you're listening to this. Also probably why I spent the night at so many people's places because like truly my father, I'm a grown ass adult, but still my father is like very weird about me driving at night. And now it's like in my head, like I can't drive by myself. Like if I'm, which again is like sexist, but if I'm with my husband, like if I'm with someone else driving at night, fine. But like if I'm a sole person by myself, mm-hmm. like I'm <laughs> Like still to this day, even though I'm a 32 year old woman, I'm like, I can't. No, it's dark now. I can't go. I can't drive any far distances by myself. At night. It's well, the thing is, like, it's, it's like so ingrained, I think, in everyone in my family. It's like dangerous. Like, because I was like, oh, I'll drive home. It, it really is. But then I was like, well, I can't really drive home because I can't stop anywhere for gas or to go to the bathroom. So, yeah. Like, yeah. because I'm a woman and I'm alone. Yeah. And that's like my dad's big thing is like, God forbid your car breaks down. You're going to be a woman right. by yourself on the side of the road at midnight. And I'm right. like, he's totally right. Like, I get it. But it is just kind of funny. Like, I, like when I got married, I was like, now that I have a husband, father, am I allowed to drive past 8 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yes. On the interstate. Um, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, like it sounds sexist, but like I get his point. Yeah. Um, you don't, and I don't. Like he's right. I don't want to be alone on the side of the road in the middle of the, again, or if I have to get gas. Yeah. Or if I'm like, right. oh my god, I really have to pee, but like I don't want to stop at this gas station, sketchy gas station in the night by myself. Like I totally get it. Yeah. Um, that does really wig me out, and I wish that that was not the case. But unfortunately, as a woman, these are the cards I have been dealt in life. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, as a woman, you kind of always have to be a little bit afraid. 
Is this the conversation you all were expecting this week? Everybody's like, yes, guys. It is. Yes. Um, Actually, at this point, yeah, we've been listening to you for like 60 plus episodes. We expect it to get, except for that person who gave us a one star. They were not expecting this, apparently. They wanted us to stay on topic. Oh, yeah, guys. We got a one star review on Apple Podcasts. So if you like our show and you like us and you're like, those people, they're doing a good job. Good for them. Please leave us a five star review to try to offset the one star. It kind of brought us way down. Yeah, the one star. Also, if you're going to leave us a one star, like, tell me why. Exactly. Because <laughs> now I'm just wondering, you know? Right. Like, you can't just leave a one star and then not give me a reason. Like, right. what? Right. It's tell like, me why. Why don't you like me? <laughs> right. I'm like, can you at least tell me why it's one star? So I can either be like, okay, well, bye. Or I can be like, okay, well, maybe that's something we need to think about. But no, nothing. Just one star. Yeah, one like, star wow, drive by. Critique. Yeah. Dang, dang it can't win them all y'all you can't win them all you can't but i think you know this is when the conflict really comes in to the movie so i think this is a perfect time to stop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah right here as we, young love has just blossomed it's the fourth of july yeah group of friends laying on each other everything yep. feels right at the moment <laughs> everything feels right and next week, we're going to break down the epic conclusion <laughs> that we all know because we've discussed the book and uh, I'm certain you've all watched the movie, but we're going to we're going to delve deep into it and our feelings about it. Yeah. So come back next week and I hope you all enjoy your thing. I almost said Fourth of July because we were just we're talking about it. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Thanksgiving. That's the American holiday that's coming up. <laughs> yep. Uh, for those in America, we do have a few people who listen to us out of America. Um, for all of you, lucky you. It's just another Thursday. For the rest of us, poor suckers, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. And we'll be back next week. Enjoy your family time. Enjoy your time off of work. Yes. And if you are a poor, unfortunate soul who's working in hospitality, may the force be with you. Yeah. If you're someone who does not enjoy time with their family, take care of yourselves. And also just for everyone.